the Lord this morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me there, Gus. <laughs> Help me there. Amen. Well, I was reading this uh, morning. It's happened to be in John chapter 14, you know, and Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions. Where I go, I prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And the expositor's note said, the first mention of the rapture, amen, it means he's coming back to get us. He's got a big house for us, amen. Heaven's a big, big place, a big, loud place, amen. And I heard a preacher say one time, and I tell my kids this, you know, it's like Jesus in his resurrected body when he came back, you know, and he just showed up to the disciples or showed up on the road to Damascus or showed up on the shore, you know, it's like if you think it, then you'll be there. Amen. That's what I believe. If you think it, you'll be there. If you want to be on a, another planet, you'll be there. If that's the way it works. I don't know how it'll work. But if you want to be another state or whatever, then you'll be there. You can move at the speed of thought. Amen. We think about earth and this country and the oceans and stuff, but the world, <laughs> the universe, the galaxies, the planets, the stars is a big place. And that's an understatement. It's so big, scientists and we cannot even understand it. So to say all that, to say God is a big, big God. And you know, the Bible talks about God saying that he has features. He's got eyes, he's got nose, he's got ears, he's got hands, he's got arms. And in the Garden of Eden, God said, let's make man in our image. And I was just praying this morning, you know, God has eyes looking all throughout this land, amen, and he knows the hearts of people. He knows who can be here, who should be here, who will be here. He sees our hearts, amen. God has eyes, and he's looking at you and me this morning, amen. He knows everything about it, about us. That's a very humbling, sober thought that he's watching us this morning, amen. So while he's watching us, let's send the praise up and let's praise him this morning. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, come to you this Sunday morning, God, right here at this church, God, and this family worship center. God, we pray that we will blow the roof off this morning, Lord Jesus. We pray that we will praise you, God. The Bible says you inhabit the praises of your people, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hands, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, Lord God. And that's what we want to do this morning. We want to praise you with everything that we have of what you've, how you've made us, what you've given us, God. You've given us arms to lift up and praise you. You've given us a voice and a throat and a mouth and a tongue to speak your praises this morning, God. You've given us eyes to see, nose to smell, ears to hear what you want to speak to your people this morning, God. Please bless us in this church service this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise.
Lord. Amen. It's all about, I said Wednesday night, it's all about Jesus. Amen. That's what this church is about. That's what your life is supposed to be about. Amen. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. I remember one time we went, when I first got saved, I went to a promise keeper's meeting. Didn't know anything about any of that stuff back then. I just heard about, you know, 50 to 100,000 men get together in an auditorium and they celebrate Jesus. And I was invited to go and I said, man, I want to go to that. And they were in an auditorium before everything was starting and man, you could feel a excitement like in the, in the atmosphere and all of a sudden, one side of the auditorium, they started shouting, we love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love Jesus. How about you? And they point over at us and we go, we love Jesus. Yes, we do. The whole place was, and I was like, whoo, well, I tell you what I meant. And I was newly saved. Now, I, I didn't know all the doctrine, a lot of stuff about the promise keeper stuff, but I had some good times at, at a few of those things. There were some good things that come out of it for me. Doesn't mean everything is right with everything going on and whatnot, but the Lord touched me through it. I knew this much, it was all about Jesus. <laughs> it was all about, it was for me. Whether it was for anybody else or not, it was for me. And because it was, God touched me and God blessed me. Amen. That's all you need to know, do. You just need to know Jesus. Amen. We're going to take up the offering this morning and say thank you to those that are helping us through the internet. Those of you here, are y'all happy this morning? I'm trying to figure out your mood this morning. I can see a few of you. I kind of got a few of you figured out, but some of the other, I don't know where you're at right now. Uh, maybe on that other planet Adam was talking about. Um, <laughs> you get to come on back down here. Come on back down to earth. Come on, get out of outer space and come on down into the atmosphere where the Holy Ghost wants to move and touch your heart and life. Amen. We're going, we're trying to plan a trip to Africa this year in October back to uh, Malawi, another area, different areas. So we need people to give, to pray for us, that the Lord will help us to go where He wants us to go. Open the door, amen, and we can maybe have us another giant outdoor meeting where a lot of people can hear the gospel and the devil can get his kingdom wrecked. Amen. So that's what we want to do. Amen. So help us if you can, those of you watching. Satan ain't going to stop what God wants to do. He can't do it. He tries to hinder, but he can't stop what God wants to do. So you just need to be praying, praying for us, pray for your church that God will help us to go where he wants us to go, move on the pastor, help get everything organized, and just put it together the way he wants it put together. Amen. So that Jesus can be lifted up. We're in the last days. Africans need Jesus. Americans need Jesus. Pakistanians need Jesus. Mexicans need Jesus. Hello? Italians need Jesus. <laughs> Northerns need Jesus. New Yorkers need Jesus. <laughs> New Jersey need Jesus. <laughs> New Mexico need Jesus. Tennesseans need Jesus. Georgians need Jesus. The whole world needs Jesus. Amen. So praise the Lord. That's our message here this morning. If you don't know Jesus, time is running out. And you better get in the boat. You better get in and come to know him before it's too late. Amen. Because soon and very soon, this thing's going to be all over with. And we're going to be with the king. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your spirit. We ask that you have your way in this service this morning. God, we pray for those that are sick, Lord, whoever they are, wherever they are. We know we have people in our families. We have friends, acquaintances, Lord, who need a touch from you, God. And we pray right now that you touch them. 
God, that you move through that camera right now, Lord. Lord, those that are sick, those that are beaten up spiritually, their minds may be messed up. I pray, God, you touch them right now by the power of your Spirit, Lord. Let the Holy Ghost invade that room where they are. And, Lord, touch them, save people, change people, speak to people today. And let Jesus Christ be glorified in everything that we say and everything that we do. Have your way here this morning. Lord, we pray that you bless the givers today as they step out in faith. That you would bless them and meet every need that they have in Jesus' name.
It's because of grace that we're here. Amen. God's grace. You didn't get where you are on your own. You have to go back and take a look, as the song says, as I look back at where I was and look at where I am now. I can only say, by God's grace, I'm here. Amen. Everything else, any other declaration is false. Any other declaration is just ignorance. You're a human being and you've got to have God's grace. If we didn't have God's grace, none of us would be here today. We as some of us, we would be burning in hell if we didn't have, if he didn't show us his grace, even when we were lost. He showed some of us some grace because somebody was praying for us. Because he, he knew that somewhere down the road, old hard head and old hard heart would finally give in. So he showed grace along the way. I don't know how many times he got me home in the middle of the night, driving home drunk, not knowing how I got there, waking up in the bed the next morning, only remembering a certain part of the trip home, sitting at a red light, and I wake up and I look around, I'm laying in bed, and it scared me. I thought, how did I get here? It was a scary feeling. And I tell you, it made me shake inside. And I knew I didn't, I didn't want the Lord, but I had to look back now and say, <laughs> God, he had to be watching over. He had to be. Because somebody must have been praying for old hard heart, old hard head. And praise God, he, he got us. He got us many times. We should be killed, all of us ought to be dead probably at times. And the Lord, he showed us grace and mercy. Amen. He intervened, and you don't even know he did it. But when you get to heaven, you're going to know it. Amen. When you get to heaven, I believe he's going to show us all the times that he sent help. He sent angels. He did things to spare us to, so that we can be here today to talk about how good that he is. Amen. I don't care how far you've gone, God's grace is greater. And can pull you up out of your sin and pull you out of your drugs, pull you out of your alcohol, pull you out of your false religion, and he can turn your whole world around. You see, the world today thinks we're crazy, but you see, we know different. They're crazy. They're the ones crazy. They're the ones not in their right mind. We're the ones in our right mind because we've met the master the Prince of Peace. Amen. This morning, if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Second Kings chapter 19. Well, the weather flipped on us real quick, didn't it? <laughs> my wife, well, we went to, me and Melissa and Michaela went to see my brother yesterday in the hospital in Middle Tennessee. We were going over Monteagle Mountain and there was snow on the mountain. So, Wow. So it's uh, we got a little cold spell, but the forecast looks like it's about to change again and warm up. So praise the Lord! I hope that it does and stays like that. Amen. Second Kings chapter nineteen, verse fourteen says this: And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up. 
into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. I'm going to read that verse again. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwells between the cherubims, you are the God. Even you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down your ear and hear. Open, Lord, your eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, which has sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech you, save us, save you us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God and you only. I want to preach a message this morning entitled, What is Your Report? What is your report? The Lord strongly put this upon me this week, and I know that there are some people in this building, and there are people through that camera who's had some bad reports negative reports, evil reports, maybe doctor's reports, maybe a bad report from your workplace. And the devil is trying to mess with your mind. I said the devil is trying to mess with your mind. But are you going to find out what God says, or are you going to go to somebody else? Are you going to go to God, or are you going to go to the world? Are you going to go to Jesus? Are you going to go to His Word? Are you going to get on those knees and say, Lord, I need Your help. Lord, I need to hear from You. I don't need to hear from my neighbor. I don't hear, need to hear from the person on the job. I don't need to hear from my mama. I don't need to hear from my daddy. I don't need to hear from uncle. Whoever, I need to hear from you, Lord, what you say about what is going on in my life. And that's what I want to preach on this morning. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, today that you are God. And there are no other gods that can be compared to you or even come close. You are, as the word says, the creator of heaven and earth. And it's in your control, not 
the government, not the devil, and not the people of this world. You are in control of this world. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. America is God's. It's not the devil's. It's yours, Lord. You put this nation here. And God, you have a purpose for this nation And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move in this nation, that we would see a revival, that we would see a turnaround, that we would see people saved, that we would see people healed, that we would see people delivered, that we would see people come back to church, that we would see people, Lord, just begin to flood the doors of the house of God where they can hear the truth of your word and whatever you have to do to cause it to happen, let it be. Let it be, Lord. God, let it be. Because, Lord, you're searching for souls today. You're searching for people to open their hearts to you. And, Lord, I thank you that you are in control and that, Lord, you are on the throne. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hezekiah, we'll read a little background information on Hezekiah to set the stage for where we want to go. Hezekiah was a king at the time of our text here this morning who was ascended to the throne of Judah and his country was in a sad condition. The policies of Ahaz, who had left Judah economically weak, politically dominated by Assyria, and they were religiously corrupted through false religion. Kind of sounds like our nation. Upon becoming king... Hezekiah set out on the bold task of strengthening the nation's economy, overthrowing Assyrian domination, and reforming Judah's religion. This latter achievement won him praise as being Judah's greatest king to that time. The prophets of Hezekiah's time were Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah. Isaiah, uh, now Hosea was by this time the oldest, Isaiah was very influential around the palace and Micah was preaching with such authority that the king was taking good notice of him. Yet none of the prophets records Hezekiah's reforms. Perhaps this was because the prophets were more concerned with the spiritual attitudes of the people than with the revised procedures for temple worship. You know, that's what true prophets are more concerned. You know what true preachers of the gospel are more concerned about? They're more concerned about your spiritual condition than they are high gas prices. True preachers of the gospel care more about your soul and how you live than how much money you got in the bank than how good or how bad the economy really is. True preachers of the gospel, that's what they focus on. And sometimes we address the other issues. They're wrong. We got a corrupt government. We have a corrupt system just as bad as they did. And it don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out at what's going on. But the true preachers of the gospel, they focus upon your spiritual condition. That means they care about your soul. Hezekiah began his reforms by assembling 
the priests and the Levites and telling them plainly that the neglect of the temple and its service was the reason for God's anger with Judah. He then sent them to cleanse and rededicate the temple. The common people responded to his reforms with such enthusiasm that the temple officials were unable to cope with all the sacrifices. God started, man, God started using this man. He started cleaning house. He started restoring people back to Jehovah worship. He started getting rid of idols out of the temple and putting the sacred vessels back in. And I mean, God started using him and the Lord started stirring him and man, people started rallying around him and all of a sudden a revival started taking place in the nation that of God's people that God designed to be a people that would be a light to the world. And all of these reforms started being carried out by this man because God was with this man. God put his hand on this man. God was using this man. It didn't mean he was perfect, but he recognized one true God and he didn't recognize all the false gods. After this, Hezekiah arranged a great feast of the Passover and unleavened bread, and he insisted, however, that before joining in the festival, people ceremonially cleanse themselves and remove all the traces of false religion from Jerusalem. (laughs) Imagine if we had a president like that right now. Who says, you know what America's problem is? America's problem is they need to know the God of the Bible. America's problem is they need to come back to what our founding fathers laid down when the groundwork of this nation was laid in God we trust alone. They didn't have it all together, but they didn't worship a bunch of false gods. They knew that Jehovah, the creator of the universe, had moved on them to establish this nation. God brought them here. He formed this land of the free here, church. He made this. We are blessed today, even with the corruption. I'm glad I wasn't born in Pakistan. I'm glad I wasn't born in Africa. I'm glad I'm born in the United States of America, praise God, because it's God's land. Hate me all you want. And the king, God dealt with this man. He And listen, you know how he was dealing with him? Through the prophets. I'm going to show it to you in the scripture this morning. This man cried out to God for help. But God didn't answer him directly. Isn't that something? Here's a man crying out to God. spreading. He's he's laying before him his issues. He's talking to him. And God don't answer him directly. But he sends a prophet. America needs some prophets. I said America needs men of God right now. We need Isaiah. 
We need Jeremiah. We need John the Baptist. We need some Ezekiels that's seen the wheel in the middle of a wheel. We need some people that's had a vision of Jesus. We need some preachers that's been in a throne room with God this morning. And they know what the people need to hear. And they ain't there to tickle everybody's ears. But they're there to tell the people what God is saying to them. God is saying to America, you need to repent. He's saying to you backslidden preachers, you need to get back where you were when you started out. He says, you you bunch of hirelings. Get out of it for the money and get back in it for Jesus today. He removed all the traces of false religion. Boy, imagine if we had a president that stood up and said, Islam has got to go from America. It's not America's religion. America was not founded upon Islam. America's constitution was founded upon Jehovah, one God, who's got one son and his name is Jesus. And Islam don't want that. Islam hates that. They, they don't want Jesus. Imagine if policies were enacted and it was a crime here like it is in Muslim countries. And some of them you go in to preach, you cannot denounce their God. You can be put in jail. You can be imprisoned. You can lose your life if you say anything about their God. But see, in America, we don't. Because we believe in freedom of speech. And everybody can, if they want to be idiotic, even if they want to be idiotic, they can believe and speak whatever they want to speak. But God moved on this man to start cleaning the house out. God wants to move in family worship center. And people through the camera, let me tell you what he wants to do. He wants to clean the house out. He's wanting to do something. He wants to do something great in these last days. But he's got to get every trace of false religion out. Some of your old ways of thinking, some of your old Baptist doctrine, folks, has got to go. You once saved, always say, well, I'm saved by grace. I live. I'm, I've been saved. I was baptized in water. Uh-uh. It ain't going to get it. That stuff's got to be eliminated from your belief system because it's not true. You have to know Jesus Christ to get to heaven, not be baptized in water. You have to know him. He cleansed. He began to enact reforms. His desire was that the nation as a whole would follow the religious order laid down by Moses and developed by David. He therefore organized the priest... And the Levites, according to David's plan, and arranged for their proper financial support through the orderly payment and distribution of God's people through tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. We got people out there, we got idiots out there who say they're cross preachers saying that tithes and offerings are not biblical. 
That sounds just like the devil, don't it? Yeah, let's get, yeah, if we can listen to the devil, he can cut off our financial support in the churches and everybody quits giving through listening to stupid people. Then we can't evangelize. Then we can't pay the light bills. Then we can't fix this. Then we can't do that. See, if, you, if people, if you listen to that stupid stuff, tithes and offerings is still in effect today. It was, it was given before the law was ever laid down. And ain't nothing changed. And if you're going to argue with it and you're going to fight about it, and I don't believe it, you can't, you can't prove that it's biblical. You got a stingy heart and it won't do you no good. You might as well go give your money to the Shriners. You might as well give your money to the local club. I don't care what you, you ain't going to do no good anyway. Because if your heart ain't right and you don't give based on the sacrifice of God's Son, Jesus Christ, that has saved your soul and changed your life, your giving is in vain. They brought tithes and offerings to help do the work. And it hasn't changed today. Where was I? I'm losing my place. Get back to it. Assyrian influence in Palestine was at its peak during the time of Hezekiah. Threats being made by foreign countries. Think about it right now. Can you feel the tension? In America, can you feel attention from around the world as people talk about nuclear attacks, China, Russia, Afghanistan, other countries that they claim and they say have nuclear power and that they can unleash it and that they can destroy whole cities, whole a whole town, maybe a country. And these very people of God, Israel, were being threatened all around. Adam preached a good message the last time about Israel. And if you, if you ever notice, and the Lord, I think, brought this to me yesterday, if God cares about that little nation... This big as nothing on a map. And he has defended them for all these years against every enemy, even in spite of what's going on now, and it's evil and it's wicked. But now let me throw this in here. If God will watch over the Jews who have rejected him and refuse to accept his son, Jesus Christ, will God watch over America? I don't hear none of y'all. He will. Will God move in America? Will God protect America? Okay, all right. Somebody going to be a believer before you leave out of here. He said, meanwhile, in the south, Hezekiah, he was busy strengthening Judah's independence. He improved its economy, increased its agricultural production. He fortified its defenses and improved Jerusalem's water supply. 
he then revolted against Assyria by refusing to pay further tribute. Boy, as I read some of this, I think about what happened for us from 2016 to 2020. When a man named Donald Trump was ordained by God. Ah, you can hate me all you want. Who was ordained by God. He did the same exact thing in America that this man was doing for the Jews. And he was trying to do what's right for our nation. He was, remember he was trying, I don't believe the man's no born again, Holy Ghost, filled tongue, tongue, Christian, I don't believe none of that, but I believe that God put it in his heart when he went and he, when the, the cities were burning, wherever it was, and he went, he stood in front of a burnt church with a Bible. He didn't do it for show. They mocked at him. They laughed at him. He was saying, we believe in Christianity, and they tore him up over it. And God was using him. And God's not finished with him. (laughs) He did all these things. And he said when he was in office, he respected people's religion. He had respect for God and the Bible and church. And through COVID, he even told people, you can go back to church. You should go back to church. But what's happened? Where's all the church members? Where's the church attendance? Where are the people of God that are dedicated to what God was doing. Oh, some things have happened. Some negative things have happened. We've been invaded (laughs) with some frauds by the devil who's trying to do everything he can to destroy what God started. But he's not going to succeed. And I want to say this for some of you in this place today. The devil is trying to destroy some of you. He's trying to put some stuff into your mind. He's trying to put some negative reports, negative circumstances. He wants to oppress you with it. He wants to weaken you with it. He wants to... Shut you up and shut you down so that you'll just give in to the world. Give in to what everybody else is doing in the world. Well, they're doing it. I don't care if they're doing it. You better find out what God says. If they're jumping off the bridge, are you going to jump with them, stupid? You better find out what God says. People following people and it's time to follow Jesus. 
It's time to find out what he says. Well, everybody on the work does it. I don't care. What does the Bible say? What does the Holy Ghost say? What does conviction say? And we got to find out what God says about the things that, that we're being threatened with. And so all this stuff is taking place and the king, God, is using him. And he said that he recognized, he recognized that the answer for the people would not be to depend on the military. Or listen, here's what else they were doing. They were, the, the, the king was being tempted to go and make an alliance with Egypt. Just make an alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just go on and make an alliance. Go on and, and make you an agreement with a system that God already brought you out of. You, you go on and play with them Egyptians. You go on and play with them sinners. You go on and play with those ones bound up by the devil. Just go on and make an alliance with them. Accept their ways. That's what the devil wants you to do because he wants to use it to put a hook in your jaw to draw you away from Jesus Christ so he can destroy you. Run to Egypt. Run here. Run there. Hey, run to Jesus. Well, I got a bunch of friends on Facebook. I'll go to them. I'm my Snapchat buddies. Yeah, they hate your guts. Look at you in the face and smile behind your back. Stick a knife in your back and lie on you and cuss you out and slander you and look at you in front of your face. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you look so pretty. Seeing your picture on Snapchat, looking great. And then they leave and get around their knife-stabbing buddies and they cuss you like a dog. They talk about you like trash. Egypt. There's Egypt, my friend. The system that God has brought us out of. Boy, I thank God today. I praise God today that I don't have to live in Egypt. I praise God today that I don't have to live with a bunch of croaking frogs. I praise God today that I don't have to go back. Praise God, I can go forward. I praise God today that I got somebody I can go to when I'm in trouble, when I got problems. And it ain't the president, it ain't a doctor, it ain't a psychologist, it ain't a psychiatrist. It's Jesus Christ. If you run to him, then you don't have to go anywhere else. And so while they're being threatened with all this, the pressure gets put on and they say, well, if we'll just make an alliance. Let's just make an alliance with a few of our enemies and we can ease the pressure. Then it won't be so hard. But it's all a trap. (laughs) It's all a trap of Satan. And God would rebuke him for that. God would straighten that out. I'm going to tell you, God will rebuke you and he can straighten you out. When you, get, when you start heading in the wrong direction and you start making leagues with people and fellowships and friendships and stuff, if you're a child of God and you love him, I'm going to tell you something. He's going to put an electric shock between you and somebody. There's an electric fence coming to shock you, to wake you up, to show you where you're heading. Because he loves his people. He said, he said Judah's need, it was, their, their need was to have a quiet faith in God and not military help. Yeah, we need military help. We do need defense. We need protection. 
We need the borders closed. We need all this stuff. We need it. But America is being invaded. America is being oppressed. America is being attacked because we have God-hating, God-forsaken people in our government, folks. They're frauds. I don't even believe God put them there. I believe they lied their way there. But as somebody said this morning, the all-seeing eye, he knows everything and he sees everything and I got a feeling there's a rebuke coming. I got a feeling there's a change coming. I got a feeling that if we got enough people in this nation that are praying, oh God, have mercy on America, God, turn this thing around. Lord, Lord, do what only you can do. I got a feeling that God can get into the White House and He can put the boot under somebody and praise God, He can put the right person in there that says, hey, we gonna come back to the Bible. Hey, we gonna come back to God. Hey, we gonna come back to freedom. Listen, the Assyrian attack was far more damaging to Jerusalem than Hezekiah expected. <laughs> we under attack, buddy. <laughs> Woo, we've seen something in the last few years like we have never seen in our nation, have we? And listen, it's not just affected our nation, it's affected you as an individual. It's affected you as a Christian been through a lot of negative stuff you've had to deal with some family members that think you need to mask up and shut up and stay away all the time you've had to deal with people says have you been jabbed have you been you taking a shot you taking a shot nope and ain't planning on it so if you don't want to be around me bye my choice and I ain't condemning anybody that's taking I don't care I don't care that's your business. Don't you come asking me. Ain't none of your business what I take. I don't care what you take. Don't worry about what I take. I, it ain't because I think I'm better than anybody. Anything because I just ain't never felt compelled to do it. I ain't had no desire to do it. Don't think I need it. And I believe so far, so good. And I believe that God is in control. And I don't believe God's going to let me die no COVID. I believe when I go out, I'm going out with a shout. Praise God. I believe when I go out of here, I'm going out saying, Jesus, hold my hand while I run this race. I believe when I go out of here, I ain't going out laying on something. I'm bad, crepit, and dying in death. I'm going to go out there and praise the Lord. Mm. God will sustain his people. God can put strength in your body. Oh, yes, people die on deathbeds. Yes, they die decrepit. Yes, they die feeble, fainted, but in the spirit, man... You can be as strong as ever. You can go out with a shout in a spirit man. So the attack was far more damaging than they expected. Even when the Assyrians had forced Hezekiah, they forced Hezekiah to pay large amounts of money and they did not retreat. They were preparing to crush. Who is hot? Jerusalem completely. The Assyrians, 
They were preparing to totally crush God's people. Talking to somebody this morning. You got an enemy this morning called the devil, don't you? He roams about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to kill still and destroy you. But I got a word for you this morning. (laughs) Oh, I come to tell somebody today, if you'll listen to the voice of God, if you will run to Jesus, if you will go to God, no matter what the negative report is, he has got a word from you for you. He's going to touch you. He's going to speak to you. And you can leave out of this place today different than what you came in. I'm telling you, he wants to touch America. He wants to touch his people. He wants to turn things around. But we've got to listen to his voice. So, they're facing pressure. They're under attack. And here's what happened. <clears throat> Sennacherib was his name, the king of Assyria. He's wiping out other nations. He's wiping out other countries. He's demolishing them. He's, he's destroying them with his military power. And his, you know, his ultimate goal is just like the devil. He'd like to take over the whole world. And so he's crushing these nations. And he sends some of his ambassadors <clears throat> to Hezekiah. He said, I want you to go and tell him what I got to say about him. Because he's next. <laughs> Anybody got any war breaking out around you and the devil's trying to tell you, you're next. Got any death in the family? Got any sickness? Got any whatever? And here comes the devil says, you're next. Are you going to listen to him? Whose voice are you going to listen to? And it said that they, he sent messengers and they came to the king's palace and they met outside the gate and Hezekiah sent a few of his ambassadors out. But he told them beforehand, he said, listen, whatever they say, don't answer them because I know it's going to be hostile. Don't, don't, Get in your flesh. Don't respond. Just go out and listen to what they say and record it down and then don't you, you come back and you tell me what they say. And that's exactly what happened. They met with one another and they begin to... The, his name was Rabshakeh. What a name. Huh. He's shaking in hell today. Rabshakeh. Begins to open his mouth and says, Hey, my king, our king has sent us to deliver a message to you. Basically, you're going down. So you may as well just give up. Listen now. He says, because we're defeating everybody. There's no, uh, let me tell you about some of the, the countries and he names some of them. And so he's demolished them, he's demolished them, he's demolished them. And hey, you, he sent us to tell you that you're next. And Jerusalem is going down. God's people, you're going down. And he, as he delivered the message, he was 
mocking, despising God's people, threatening them, just like that old evil one does at times. He tries to talk to you, threatens you, speaks to you. But you're going to have to learn how to go to the Lord. And don't run off. Don't run away crying. Don't say, oh, he said something mean to me. Take it to the Lord. And so after, after all the things that were said, they went into the palace. They told the king, they said, look, this is what they said. And they read to him. They recorded the words. And they read to him all of these threats. And the king, (laughs) the Bible said, when the king heard it, he rent his clothes. He rent his clothes. He covered himself with sackcloth. And he went into the house of the Lord. (laughs) I'm telling some of y'all this morning, here's your answer. If the king can do it, what about you? We're kings and priests under God, the Bible says. What does he do? He hears this report, and he doesn't run to Dr. Phil... He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't go to the two steps or the three steps or the counselors and the psychiatrists. He goes to God. He goes to the house of the Lord. Listen, some of you watching me, you're down in an ash heap. You're downtrodden. The devil's beat you down. And you're supposed to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. You're supposed to be in church here today. This is where you can find some comfort. This is where you can hear the voice of God. This is where you can rub shoulders with your brothers and sisters that are going through some stuff just like you are. Come on, somebody. We all can't run off and hide. We gotta get where God wants to move. We gotta get where God wants to touch us. We gotta get where we can hear His voice. And the Bible said he went into the house of the Lord. And then the next thing he did was he sent a couple of his messengers, listen, to where he sent them. He said, would you fellas go and get that man named Isaiah? Would you fellas go get that prophet that I know (laughs) hears from God? Go and get him because I want to find out what's on his mind. (laughs) I want to find out because I know he's close to God. Mm. You see, people know, folks, if you're close to him or not. They know they'll either come to you or run from you. If you're close to God and they know it, when trouble comes, you'll be one of the ones 
They'll be calling on. If they ain't calling on you, you better check yourself, Christian. If they ain't seeking for advice for deliverance from sin and drugs and alcohol and crack and every other kind of sin, you better check and find out where you at today, Christian. Maybe it's you acting too much like them and they ain't seeing no Jesus in you. Maybe you're compromising. Maybe because of the pressure from the things going on in your life, you're giving in and you're being pushed. I'm not knocking you for that. That's real. Everybody faces pressure, but you've got to learn to go to God. You've got to learn to go to people that you know, know God's voice. You can't just listen to anybody. You can't just listen to anybody on the internet. You can't just listen to anybody in church. You can't just listen to anybody in your family. You need to find you somebody that's on their knees that knows how to hear from God. We don't have much of that today. Parents, how are you going to help your children if you ain't on your knees? How are you going to help your children when trouble comes? How are you going to help them overcome the pressure of this world if you're not overcoming it? You've got to go to Jesus. You've got to teach them to do the same. They watch you. They know who we go to. So, they send for Isaiah. They go to Isaiah. They said, they said, Hezekiah said, no, they said unto him, thus says Hezekiah, this day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy for the children are come to birth and there's no strength to bring forth. We got a multitude of people, but we don't have any help. We got a multitude of people, but we don't have any help to overcome these enemies. We got money in the bank, but we don't have victory over sin. We got nice houses. We got fancy cars, but we're not overcoming our flesh. We got stuff. But we have no help to overcome the temptations to escape the pull of this world. He said, it may be the Lord your God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria and his master has sent to reproach the living God and will reprove the words which the Lord your God has heard. Wherefore, lift up your prayer for the remnant who are left. So the servants of King Hezekiah, they came to Isaiah. (laughs) And Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall you say to your master, Thus says the Lord. Here's your first word. Be not afraid. Why does God often tell his children to stop being fearful? Why do we got to continually be reminded about fear? Because God knows we're humans, we're weak, we're going to get hit with stuff, the devil's going to throw stuff at us, and if our reaction is wrong and we don't go to him, fear is going to set in. 
and it's going to begin to rule us. Then all of our judgments, we make, we make them based off of fear. Not the voice of the Lord, not the word of God. He said, fear not, be not afraid of the words which you have heard. <laughs> oh, I love that. Let them talk all they want to talk. Let them say all the evil they want to say. Let them bash the message of the cross. Let them bash those that preach it. Let let the haters bash America. Be not afraid, the Bible says. He said, the words that you've heard, which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. God said, it ain't you. It's him that they're attacking. It ain't, it ain't because of us that America is under attack. It's what we believe. Them born-again Christians in this nation that believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, that He died on the cross, shed His blood, was raised from the dead three days later, and He is alive, and we believe that, and we are the salt and the light in this nation, and that's what they hate. They hate God! God haters in Washington... God-haters, some of them in the church. Some of the very ones that point their finger and say that people are racist, you're the racist, and you're a liar. You see it all over your face on television. Some of the ones that say Donald Trump hates the black people, they're racist. I can look into their very face and see the disgust, the despise, and the hatred toward that man, and they're the very ones with racism and hatred in their very hearts. They're hypocrites. They're blaspheming God. I said they're blaspheming God. The God of the Bible who formed this nation. (laughs) You know what the Lord said? The Lord said, I'll send a blast upon him. Mm. I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and he shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Look out, White House. God's about to send a blast. Boy, I tell you, I feel a Holy Ghost, and I felt it for two days about this. God ain't finished with Donald Trump, y'all. Better wake up. 
I know you watch the news. I know you see, oh, I know, yeah, did you see what they find him for $350 million? Yeah, and he's fighting it. They're being overturned. But have you noticed that he's still going? Have you noticed that in spite of all of the attacks, he's still the most popular right now? Because we got a bunch of dead beat, dead head, God-hating people in the White House that don't care about you. All they care about is themselves and their power and their influence. But God is going to send a blast upon the why I'm telling you I believe with all of my heart God is going to turn some things around the enemies that are trying to destroy our nation listen and some of the enemies that are trying to destroy some of you God is going to send a blast upon them and brother they're going to turn back and they're going to go the direction they came from God's going to send them away from you because he loves you he's going to protect you because he's got a move of his spirit coming in these last days he's going to pour it out upon all flesh. <laughs> what a message. Woo! I can feel the heat. Rab Shaker. So this is the message they get. And Rabshakeh, oh foul mouth, oh smart mouth, oh hater, goes back home to the king. And he tells him what happened. So then, you know, it's kind of going back and forth and whatnot. And so they want to send him back, threaten him again, tell him, you know, you okay. Hey, hey, they said they they said it ain't gonna do you any good to trust in your God. <laughs> That's what they they said. Your God can't save you. Don't you know what our king has done? He has destroyed all these heathen nations and they 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 worship all these gods made with hands. Where were their gods? And your God is the same. I got news for you, devil. Mine ain't. Because my God is Jesus. My God is the Son of God. My God is a living God. My God is a God who sees everything going on right now in my life, your life, America's life, the whole world. My God knows everything. And my God has the power to move men out and move men in. My God has the power to take people down and to raise people up. My God has the power. Come on, somebody. My God, America's God has the power because it's one God. It ain't two God. It ain't three gods. It's one God. And you see, that's what they didn't know. But see, Hezekiah didn't lean on all the other gods. He went to Jehovah. (laughs) And they said... Don't you know what the king, our king has done to all these other lands? Don't y'all know what China can do to y'all? Don't y'all know what these foreign, don't you know what they can do to you? You know what they can do to America? Do you know what God can do? (laughs) He can turn it back on their own heads. He can. And I want to say something else this morning to you personally. 
If you're under attack by somebody, don't fight with them. Let God have them. Because <laughs> he can do a whole lot more with them than you can. And let me tell you, <laughs> he's got ways of doing things and dealing with people that you couldn't think of. For the, <laughs> for the ones that took the Ark of the Covenant into the house of Dagon and set him up beside old Dagon and said, we're going to show you whose God is real. But when they got up the next morning, old Mr. Dagon had fallen over. <laughs> the statue fell over before the Ark of the Covenant and the priest come walking in and said, oh, 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 sacred Dagon, come on, let's, let's, let's get him up, let's get him over. He needs, he needs help. Let's put him back in his place. They put him back in his place. And the next morning they come in to see how things are going. But this time he was falling on his face with his hands cut off and his head cut off. And he didn't get set back up because our God, I said our God, there's no God like Jehovah. The Bible said that he smote some of them people with emeralds. Y'all look that up later and you can figure out what it is. And a plague of mice. Oh, I know today the God we hear about is He just loves us all. God loves me. God's for me. And God would never be against me. And God, I want to tell you something. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're already under judgment. The sin nature is ruling you. You're ruled by sin. And it's because of God's mercy that you're even sitting here alive today. And he loves you, but he wants you to come to Jesus. So the plague can be stopped. Sin can be dealt with. And then you don't have to be a servant of the devil anymore. You can hear the voice of Jesus. You can live clean in this corrupt world. And so the king takes, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get through it. They brought back the report to the king. And it said, Hezekiah, he received the letter of the hand of the messengers and he read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. I don't know that that would ever happen, but I'm going to say it just in case God could make it happen. If Mr. Trump could hear me, I'm just a little country boy preacher in a town of probably 15,000 people in love with Jesus, that loves the Lord, loves my nation, loves what God has done in our president and is doing still. I would like to say, go to the Lord and take all of the evil and get alone and go to God and fall upon your knees and say, God, I need your help. God. And surround yourself not with wackos, with people who understand the basis of this Bible. And God will answer 
God, look, that man is under attack, folks. They hate him. The devil hates him because God has used him to do so much good for this nation. And I'm saying it again, he ain't done with him. I don't believe that. But he and I, you, everybody's got to go the same way when we get a negative report, when the attacks come, when we're being hit, when the, the legal, the civil case, the legal case, the, the job, and you're, you're threatening to be fired, or they, the doctor's giving you a letter, you got a bad report, and here comes the devil says, you're going to die, I'm going to kill you, da, 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 da. You're going to have to learn how to go to the Lord. Amen, Malachi. Tell him. He took it and he did what we're supposed to do. He says, God, this is what they've said that they're going to do to us. Lord, Lord, God, My family's in trouble. My nation's in trouble. We're being attacked. We don't know what to do. We don't know where else to go. Lord, we need your help. God, look, Jesus, we need your help. Some of y'all, if you just stop running to everybody else. God, I'm trying to help some of y'all. If you put your bottle down, come on somebody, put your milk down, get your steak out, get on your knees, wear your knees out a little bit. You ain't too good to get on your knees. Find you a place somewhere with God and say, Lord, we need a move of your spirit. God, I need you to move in my family. God, I need you to move the devil out of my way. I need you to get the devil out of my church. I need you to get the devil out of my house. I need you to get the devil out of my life. Lord, I need to hear from you. Oh, come on somebody. God, I need to hear from you. Hallelujah. No, you know what we do? We run to Facebook. We go see what Uncle Uncle So So says, Uncle Aunt Jane, Uncle Harry. Some of y'all are going to the wrong people. And I'll tell you where they're going to take you. Nowhere but to a dead end. How do I know? I've lived this all my life. I've come to learn. My wife and I both in the early years didn't take too long to figure out you can't be telling everybody about your problems. You got to learn how to get them to Jesus. Because everybody don't understand what you're going through. (laughs) Everybody don't see it like you see it. You're always going to have Job's friends show up sometime. Boy, you got to watch them. Because they'll falsely accuse you. They'll lie on you. They'll act like they're better than you. And if you was like they were, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. And blah, 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 blah. But what happened in the end? Who got rebuked? Job's friends. And Job got blessed. That's what I want. Rebuke them, Lord. Send a blessing to us. <laughs> Lord, I haven't told my Bible. It's all right. I got another one. Take it back up. Jesus ain't hurt. Don't worry. He took it to the Lord. 
He laid it. He lays it out before the Lord. What did number one say? He said, Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. He prayed before the Lord. God of Israel, which dwells between the cherubims, he said, you are the God, and you alone. In all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. It didn't just pop into existence. It didn't just evolve. God made it. Lord, bow down your ear and hear. Lord, open your eyes and see. Hear the words of Sennacherib, which has sent him to reproach the living God. And he says, Lord, it's true, okay? We acknowledge that these things that are going on, we're not going to be ignorant and stupid and act like it ain't nothing bad going on. We're not word of faith. We don't say, well, if you, you, you say something like that, something bad might be hitting that might. No, no, no. We react, we live in reality and we understand that we got real problems. But see, that's when you can learn that God can handle them when you take them to him. Amen. Said, of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria, they've destroyed the nations and their lands. They cast their gods into the fire, and they were no gods. But the works of men's hands, wood, stone, therefore they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech you, save us out of his hand. <laughs> God, save us out of Joe Biden's hand. <laughs> God, you'll have to call it for what it is. God, save us out of Joe Biden's hand. Save us out of Kamala Harris's hands. Save us out of Gavin Newsom's hands. Save us out of the God-haters hands. And give us somebody. Come on, somebody. God, save us. And save us from the devil. (laughs) Because we need some deliverance from some sin, too. Oh, Lord. Isaiah. Now, after the king prayed this, here comes Isaiah, who doesn't know much about what the king said, but he knows how to hear from God. Michaela, how many times down through the years Something was going on that mama and daddy didn't in the natural. We didn't know about, but in the spiritual, we knew. Y'all parents, y'all here this morning? There's things sometimes that goes on. You may not know it all, and you don't have to, but in your spirit, God will touch you. God will speak to you. God will show you. God will give you things for your children. And it'll blow their minds. (laughs) It'll blow their minds when they realize it ain't mama and daddy. God, that's God talking to me. God's speaking to me. You see, we need to hear God's voice. And there's times the Lord, He'll he'll use you, but you gotta be close, you gotta be close enough to Him that you can be sensitive to try to hear whatever he's, He's just trying to tell you. He may, he may not want you to say anything to anybody. Maybe he just wants you to pray for him. Or maybe he's going to tell you to warn him. Maybe he's going to tell you to give him some advice. Maybe he, I don't know. 
But you got to be close enough that you can hear his voice. Here comes Isaiah to Hezekiah. He said, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The prayer that you have prayed against Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, I have heard it. I've heard it. I'm telling you, folks, if we can get enough people in America praying in the church, praying for our nation, praying for our families, praying against this evil that is going on, I truly believe that God will turn some things around. I really believe it with all my heart. I believe he's going to. All the threats they made, everything that they said, the Lord said, I know your abode. I know you're going out and you're coming in. <laughs> God said, hey, Hezekiah, I know what they're doing. I see it. Leave it to me. You watch what I'll do. He said, their rage is against me. That's what their rage is against. He said, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a hook in their nose. (laughs) He said, I'm going to put a hook in their nose and a bridle in their lips, and I'll turn them back by the way which they came. (laughs) Mm. I'm going to say something else while I'm here. You see this floods of immigrants coming into this nation? And if it happens and he gets back in the office, he said, I'm deporting every single one of them. And I said, praise God. Turn them back. Come on, send them back, Lord. God have mercy on America. God bless. God help America. God, we need your help down here. We need you to move. We need you to turn these things around so that we can preach the gospel even more so that people can come to know Jesus. Our land is being invaded. And the Lord made a promise to Hezekiah as he's made a promise to us. He said, the remnant that is escaped out of the house of Judah, they will take root downward and they'll bear fruit upward. <laughs> Man, when you learn how to go down in Jesus, boy, you can come up with some fruit bearing. Go down and come up For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord, so the host shall do this. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, or shoot an arrow there, or come before it with a shield, or cast a bank against it by the way he came. By the same shall he return and shall not come into this city, says the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And guess what happened? In one night, God sent one angel 
and smote 180,000 Assyrians. And you think God can't handle your little problem? God heard the prayer. And he says, these are my people. I love my people. These are my children. I love my children. These are my children who are looking for help. I'm going to give them help. These are my children that have accepted my son, Jesus Christ. So therefore, I'm going to drive the enemies out of the house. Come on, somebody. I'm going to give them some deliverance from their sins. I'm going to do some things in their life. I'm going to smite some things. I'm going to get rid of some things out of their life because I'm God and I'm still in control. And he smote a whole army. The king of Assyria goes back to his homeland and guess what happens to him? He's killed by his two sons, his own family. You don't think that God knows how to handle your problems? You don't think God knows how to handle your bad report? You don't think God knows how to handle the issues on the job, the issues in the family, the issues? He does, but let me tell you what he wants you to do today. This is your heart. Let's say this is your heart. Here's your heart. Here's all your problems. Here's your attacks. Here's your issues. Let's say here's your heart. Open it up. Or maybe you're in this building today and you've got a piece of paper in your pocket with a bad report on it. Get it out. And come on right down here this morning, this altar. And open it up and say, Lord, I can't do anything. I need help. Come on, church. If you're waiting on a formal altar call, you're going to be waiting a long time because I ain't doing it. God is saying, some of y'all, you're going to have to quit fighting with your family and take it to Jesus. Quit fighting with people. It's time to open up today and say, Lord, I need help. Come on, y'all. It ain't that person sitting beside you. It's you. Look, you got a negative report. The devil's tried to tell you, I'm going to destroy you. Here's your answer, praise God. I'm telling you, somebody can walk out of this place today by the power of God, a changed individual. Watching through that camera, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost wants to move on you. God wants to touch you. I know he's in this place today. I know he wants to move on people. He wants to save somebody. He wants to deliver somebody. It ain't just about America. It is, but it's about you and me in this place today. We need a move of God in our heart, and I'm ready for a revival, praise God. I'm ready to see God move in this church. (laughs) Come on, church, begin to pray. If you feel like it, Miss Grace, you can play. If you don't, it's okay. Just let the Holy Ghost have his way. There's some of you today, I'm telling you, this is your answer. 
Some of you have been tormented this week in your mind. You've been hit with stuff. Don't you sit on that seat and that like a knot on a log. Get yourself down here and say, Lord, I need you to move today. I need you to touch me today. I need you to free me. I need you to get this fear out of my mind. I need this fear out of my life. Lord, I'm not going to be living in fear. I'm not going to be dominated by fear. Lord, drive this fear out of my house. I'm going to tell you, church, God is moving. That camera, he's moving. He wants you to lay it down, to surrender it. Quit trying to fix your problems. You can't do it. Take it to the Lord this morning. Open your heart up. Say, Lord, what do you say? The devil says this. The world says this. My family says this. God, what do you say? And let him answer you. And I got a feeling he's going to say something like, fear not. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Be still. And know that I am God. (laughs) Praise God. Come on, just begin to praise him. Pray and praise him, church. Whatever you need in your heart this morning, open it up. Just roll that stone away and let the Holy Ghost have His way in your heart this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let Him have His way today. Let Him have His way today. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Let Him have His way today. (laughs) Let Jesus be Jesus in your heart today. Walk out of this place different. Let God speak to you. Let Him touch you. Let Him cleanse you. Let Him change you. He's going to move, church. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. That's why we're under attack because God is about to turn this thing around. He's going to move in America. He's going to move in the United Kingdom. He's going to move in Afghanistan. He's going to move in Pakistan. He's going to move in Mexico. He's going to move in India. He's going to move in Africa. He's going to move all over this world, church. I'm telling you, I feel it like I've never felt it in my life. There is a move of God coming. That's why we're under attack. But we can't give up and we can't give in. Praise God. (laughs) Glory to God. Praise the Lord. We need to pray for our kids. need to pray for your children, pray for your grandchildren, pray for your whole family that the Lord will move. That the Lord will move in our churches, in our families. That He'll do only what He can do.
I believe God is going to turn some things around. He's going to do it. And people can hate all they want. But God cares about this nation. He cares about the Christianity. He wants people to be saved. Amen. You can stay and pray. Whatever you want to do tonight, we'll be back here at 530. Come back to church and be with us if you can, and we'll see you then. blessed by the live service from Family Worship Center in Athens, Tennessee. Our weekly services are Sunday at 10.30 a.m., Sunday at 5.30 p.m., and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Watch us live online at www.fwc-tn.com. You can also check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Family Worship Center is located at 250 County Road 378 in Athens, Tennessee. Send all correspondence to Family Worship Center, P.O. Box 118, Athens, Tennessee 37303. For more information, you can call the church at 423-744-0774.